Canzano is with us. With all the changeover in presidents and chancellors across the league over the last 10 years or so, where is Larry Scott's support coming from? Yeah, he's lost a ton of support. When the presidents 10 years ago were told, hey, you're going to get $20 million a year in your media rights deal, they went, great, that's awesome. They weren't looking over at the SEC and going, wait a minute, they're getting $30 million? I think the new guard presidents have a better understanding. I don't think Larry's got the support to get an extension. I think it's evident when they do those Zoom videos or conference calls. Back in the day, it was Larry up front by himself. Not anymore. They're putting doctors alongside of him, other ADs alongside of him. That tells me they don't have confidence in him, and I think they will make a change. Cam Miller is with us from SB Nation. I think we're a little too early to tell, but I think as other teams start to sort of come around and play a few more games, you know, maybe coming back and beating Tulane as they did makes the BYU win look a little bit better. So I think we're slowly seeing that. I think it's a little too early when you're talking about guys that have already had a bye week that are still leading the nation in some sort of stat category. But I'm a believer probably in maybe one or two of those teams in the AAC, maybe UCF, maybe Cincinnati. But again, it's a little too early to tell for me to believe one of these group of five or even independent programs can compete with, especially the 14 teams in the SEC we have coming back this weekend. You see him on the Pac-12 network, Yogi Roth with us. How many contenders do you expect this year? I would have picked USC to win the South and Oregon to win the whole thing in a non-pandemic year and Penesal was still there and Thomas Graham Jr. and Jason Fele and Elijah Vera Tucker. But those players, at least as of now, have opted out and others on those respective teams. So I pair that with some of the players that have opted out and are transferred. You have to look at it like that. And then I look at teams like Utah, Oregon State, you know, some of these teams that have been able to work out during this, to me, it gives them a dramatic advantage coming into the season. I think it could be a wild year in this conference. Man, it's going to be fun. Football Fridays, Coach Macalema Harrington. We're here at the warehouse. Tom Alema said he was a little bit jealous. Well, just a have, little. Having a Lemma deal. <laughs> a Lemma special. Okay. I've got about 10 love seats. Ha-ha! Hey, what do you think, Coach? That's just what you need is a yes. love seat. Yeah, love a, does love seat. a love seat. There is nothing wrong with cuddling on a love seat. Okay, well, I, I cuddle I, with my wife and watch a movie. Yeah, I agree with yeah. that. My wife is practicing social distance. <laughs> <laughs> She's been doing that for 25 years, right? I was waiting for Gordon to pop in on that one. <laughs> yes. Sports Radio is on the Zone Sports Network. Allow me to reintroduce myself. My name is... And it's time to kick off Utah's most listened to sports radio afternoon show. This is The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott. Sponsored by Mountain America Credit Union. Guiding members forward for over 80 years. On 97.5, 1280, The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Is everybody ready? Everybody's Let's get rolling. This is The Big Show on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. That's right. It is The Big Show. Sounds of the week right there. Brought to you by Syringa Networks. Home to complete business, telecom, and IT solutions. Backed by an industry-leading SLA that guarantees, guarantees the uptime your business needs. It's effective communication for 21st century Utah. Get started now at syringanetworks.net. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, and yes, it is a football Friday, which means we are joined live here at the warehouse, 1825 South, 300 West, by, of course, Ron McBride, the coach, and Alema Harrington. Good to see you both. What's going on, coach? What's happening? Nothing. Well, you know, one thing I would say 
to all parents out there, you know, your kids are special. Make sure you know what your kids are doing. Make sure you're invested in their lives. Make sure that you know exactly what they're doing and that you care for them because they're a gift to you. Some sound, some sound, sage advice right there. I know. I Thank I, you, Coach. Well, that, this, you know, we've had, you know, several things this week with different players, different things with their families and, it's just some real tragic things that yeah. happened this week, and I just, I just want parents to know: Hey, your kids are a gift. You make sure you take care of your kids. Yeah, thank you for that, Coach. Without going into detail on on some of the situations, that is uh, certainly, you know, I, I got to tell you, as as uh, as a broadcaster, this this is the the honest truth. One of my absolute favorite things that I do is high school football. Um, last night did a great game between uh, Corner Canyon and Lone Peak. I uh, got a text uh, uh, just a, a few minutes ago from a, a parent that uh, went back and, and watched the game and just wanted to thank us for for the, the, the broadcast and you know what we what we do to, to highlight these kids. Um, and you know there's uh, there's this this uh, this program that that I just and, you know, have been trying to help out a little bit. It's the, the live on. You might have seen some of the, the um, uh, billboards out there. But th- this this month, September, is Suicide Prevention Month. And there are so many things that, that are going on in the lives of our kids that, that we, at times as parents, can be unaware of. And one of the one of the the goals of this this program, Live On, is uh, is just to to help us connect. And you know, there's things like there's a billboard and it shows you know a, a person on the phone and it says this is suicide prevention. You know, there's two people hanging out together. This is suicide prevention. You're just reaching out to somebody and connecting with them, like that is suicide prevention. And sometimes we think, and I don't want to get too heavy here, just but sometimes we think, well, let me reach out to somebody vulnerable. Like you don't know, you don't know whether somebody is vulnerable or not. And and so the best thing that we can do is to reach out and to connect and be a part of each other's lives. I love what you said, Coach. And and for me, you know, I, I you know as I'm at high school football games and I, I'm observing parents fans student body there are so many things that 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 our generation right now of young people are going through that is beyond any challenge that that we could possibly relate to as parents and so you know i have this this sense of like what can we do to make sure that we're doing everything that we can and sometimes it's just to reach out just to connect with somebody because connection is suicide prevention. So I just, you know, just a simple message, uh, you know, uh, for our listeners is at some point today, you know, grab your phone and text somebody and just say, hey, just thinking about you. That happened with me this week. I was kind of down earlier this week and I got a, a, a phone call on my phone, looked down and Guess who it was? It was Riley. 
Riley was reaching out to me, and I'm thinking this guy. So this 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 brother, he pocket dialed me, and so I pick up the phone. Like, did you pocket dial me, bro? He's like, no, man. I just wanted to, to I just wanted to call you and tell you that that I love you. You know, I think about you, and uh, I hope you're doing well, man. I'm looking forward to we do some stuff, uh, high school football stuff and college football stuff together, and. Um, that in itself was like that is suicide prevention and so i want to thank riley for that and riley of course is involved as a as a counselor in sports you know uh psychology and involved with you know in a lot of understanding you know how these things work but for all of us you know i encourage all of us it just just to connect with each other because th- this is a tough time, and, and you don't know what other people are going through. And sometimes just reaching out can make all the difference in the world. Mm-hmm. I mean, literally all the difference in the world to just reach out. Great messages to start the show. And, uh, Gordon, it, it almost makes me ashamed with how we usually start the, start the show. These guys are oh, setting a sit- high bar. <laughs> no, I'm just sitting back listening, man, soaking it yeah, all in. Yeah, so yeah thank great. You. Great messages. Great way to start a Friday. Great great way to start the show. Uh, we're live here today at the warehouse, 1825 South, 300 West. Come on by and see us. Uh, price is so low, it'll blow your mind. And, uh, guys, Tom was, was taking me around. We were talking about how the, the warehouse was, is full, and he actually has uh, inventory. He's got more, and there's more on the way. This this thing is jam-packed, so he's no, going to he, have deals for us. This, this guy is outstanding with how, how he does business and and – the stuff he has in this warehouse and the prices he has. I don't mean, I mean, you just can't ask for anything more because he's, he's, uh, he reaches out and, and he makes things affordable for the, for the, yeah, he, now, I, the, I, I, wait. he gets deals and then some guys get deals and then they still, you know, they stack on that, that, you know, <laughs> Oh, we got a little overhead cost. And the overhead here is, is very minimal. And the thing about Tom, he, he makes deals, and then he passes the deal along to the consumer, which is a beautiful thing. Now, I've got to put the brakes on you both real quick here because the deals are great, right? But Tom told, uh, told me his, this past week was, was amazing, like yeah. record-setting. And so let's us take yeah, some credit, take some for, credit that, for that uh, as well. So yeah. let's, uh, let's jump on board. Yeah, well, okay. all, I, all I want to know is, 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 is how many of those prop-up beds did he sell? Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, he'll tell you. He had a big week. Yeah, yeah. He Good, had a big week. Because so the adjustables, we'll that's a winner. The, the, one with the, gel, the one with the gel yes. and with the lights yeah. and with yep. the massage. That's the one that Gordon bought. Yep. It, Gordon, I, I hear you are making progress on that. Well, yeah. I mean, uh, my what? wife went down down there and checked it out and is ready to go. So all we got to do is uh, make yeah. it official. Well, here's, just make it official right now, Gordon. I'm get the credit card. Give the yeah. number out over yeah. the air, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and and we'll make sure and no, jot it down. No, yeah. no, don't put your because credit. I, yeah. Don't put I'm your credit. Add, I'm going to add this sectional on there. <laughs> hey, You'll be like, we didn't hey, get a sectional. Hey, don't put your credit card out <laughs> over the air. A credit card Bad number. Bad news. No, don't. Hey, hey Mac, no. Mac, yeah. I, I just yeah. want to know if uh, a limit got that armoire he was looking for. Well, you know, yeah. Hey, 
I can't. I can't. Special order, Dom. He does, you know, he knows the word "amour," <laughs> but he doesn't know what it means. No, Alema. So, Alema's got an end table. He's got his eye on I, today. I'm telling you, you know the the thing that you when you come in here to the warehouse, they got you know a lot of different stuff, but you got to make sure that you go and you survey the entire place, like because there's little, you know, it's like an Easter egg hunt. You come in here and you got to find. There's some things that are kind of tucked away a little bit, like this this end table right here. At $179, this is solid wood and gorgeous uh, grain in the wood and finished very nicely. Um, and so I'm eyeing that and uh, a couple of other things I got my eye on, including a platform bed. Over, and I, don't, I don't even need a bed, but but I'm thinking about getting the new one. <laughs> All right, come see us. 1825 South, 300 West. Prices uh, so low to blow your mind. A limo is... Is an interesting piece of work. Alem <laughs> is an impulse buyer, man. This well, is, it, I, was, I like that Emboir over there. And, uh, I'll take okay. that. Load that up. Oh, I like the quality of the wood over here. <laughs> load that up too. Yeah, load it up too. <laughs> Let's go. Yeah. yeah. Uh, all right, we have a lot to get to. A lot going on in the football world. Uh, Gordon, you and I had a chance to to react uh, yesterday to the news that the Pac-12 will be returning. Let's let's start our conversation there and. And Alema lead us off. Uh, it appears that uh, the Mountain West followed, of mm-hmm. course, and we're coming back. You know, th- this was was expected. I, I think the thing that was the funny thing is we were having this conversation last week, Friday, at the same place, the same conversation, except, you know, we were anticipating that they would come out of their meetings and make their announcement. Like the why it took another like six days for them to you know come to an agreement or understanding of like how they're going to move forward to me to me that that's a little uh, you know confusing. Well, but I'm glad that they did finally make the announcement, and that's good news for everybody, and especially for this state where we get to see the University of Utah. Well, here's the thing: they had they had three negative votes a week ago. Yeah. So that means three teams were not going to play. As of a week ago, so, and what they wanted to do is get a consensus of everybody. Yeah. So they gave them a, another week to, because they wanted everybody. They didn't want seven of the teams. Yeah. You know, they wanted that the hurt whole, the Big Ten. You remember when that yeah, split yeah. was, was so, there? So they, so they went back, you know, and cleaned up some of the issues during the week. And that's the reason why. You know, so if they'd have made the decision a week ago, so there would have been three teams out. Yeah. So now everybody is in. Okay. So I've talked to, I talked to Gary. I talked to the people at San Jose State. I've talked to the people at Utah, you know. So I've talked to the people that, that around, you know, the, the, the different coaches that are coaching at, at different places. And, you know, my two boys in San Jose, they've been, They've been living down in a basement apartment. Oh, pretty, ex- pretty expensive to live there. Yeah. And they said, we're out of the basement. <laughs> <laughs> so I said, I said, I said, so, so, you know, uh, McGivens and Josh. And so I said, so where, where are you living in San Jose? So well, we live in a basement apartment, you know, like. You have to make good money to live in San Jose. Oh yeah, because all those they just print money oh, yeah. over there. You know, I mean, money flows like. Hey, you walk in, a guy gives you a two hundred dollar bill. Hey, dude, you need a couple hundred. <laughs> <laughs> That's, so, so I, you know, I I told this story a year ago, maybe. So, my buddy from Chicago, right? He moves to 
to Silicon Valley, to San Jose. I said, dude, you were living pretty good in Chicago. I mean, why do you want to come out here? I mean, they got all, they got too many people here, this and that. Yeah, nice gig. He said, he said, dude, they print money here. (laughs) (laughs) I said, said, oh, I said. Everybody in San Jose is making a deal, man. Everybody looks like, oh, yeah, man, I just got the advance on another deal that I just closed. We're going to close another deal next week. I got three different things that I'm working on right now. Um, that, that's the way they that's the way they, they roll in San Jose. <laughs> Except so, the football so, coaches, so Jake, <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. So, Jake, I got a question for Mac and Alema and for you, actually. Something that we had you know, brushed on a little bit, but uh, now that this is official with a seven-game season, is that let's say that one of the, let's say Utah or Oregon or USC somebody, how dominant do they have to be to get serious consideration from the college football playoff committee in seven games to get into that playoff? They'd have to win all seven. I mean, this, by a lot. This is a right? great question for you, for you, Coach, because you've been on, on both sides of this over you know in the Big Ten and and, and over here in, in in you know with the Pac-12. And on the western side of things, to, to me, especially when you're doing something like, okay, we're only going to play conference games, then th- that means you're only playing, you know, the, the west coast mm-hmm. type of teams. Um, the, the media and the, the, the football powers, they, even it, it, undefeated, they will still find a way, in, in my opinion, to, to diminish that accomplishment in in the west well we'll see you know because if let's say the winner of the south plays the winner of the north which is what they do or the west or whatever they call it then the winner of that game is going to pack 12 the pack 12 is going to have a shot to play in the national championship if if they're undefeated if they're undefeated and the record is legit and so you know, there's going to be a lot of political things going back and forth. You know, with 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 all of this, and um, you know, Clemson looks like a real nice football team. Notre Dame looks like a nice football team. I like Notre Dame's defense. I think their defense is really good. I think they got good. I think they got good good front guys. They got good secondary. I like the running back. I think they're. I don't like the quarterback, but I like the rest of it. But uh, just watching, but but Clemson appears to be a mark above, and I think Ohio State's going to have a great football team. They got good re- good returners. They got good people in their program. So, you know, I don't know where I think LSU will be rebuilding a little bit. I don't think they'll be the same as they were a year ago. But it, it's it's going to be interesting, and I'll tell you what, it, it is such a relief. For everybody to be able to play football, yeah. because the 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 players, it's like being released from prison because they're all so happy just to be able to, you know, be able to compete and be able to play and and just just by being around these high school kids, mm-hmm. you know, they're so happy just to be playing, you know, and so you go, so there's no like like, you go to play a team. And even if you beat the team or you lose the team, there's not a lot of uh, arguing, not a lot of 
gesturing going on. I mean, because the coaches and the players are just happy to yeah, be playing. Yeah, everybody's just happy so and it's grateful. Just, yeah, so it's – and you go – and you watch kids like – like I'll go out to Juan Diego like on the weekend on Saturday to watch film. And all those little league kids are out there playing. All the parents are so happy mm-hmm. because their yeah. kids are playing. The kids are on the tennis courts playing tennis. The kids are over there playing with the, 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 that stick thing, uh, lacrosse. Lacrosse, yeah. So they're out playing lacrosse. So there's a million people out there doing doing their thing. And the parents coming out of their cars to go are all smiling. Yeah. You know, <laughs> yeah. because you know what? It's a relief for them to get their kids out of the house mm. and doing something that they enjoy doing. And the kids are all smiling. They're all, you know, you see them walking in and there's, you know, there's nobody frowning. There's nobody doing this. They're just all happy. Yeah. To, Nobody's complaining about going to practice. Like, hey, we get to go to practice. Yeah, we yeah, get to we go get, to practice. yeah, we get to go to practice. That's, <laughs> that's exactly right. So we get, you know, and being outside. And the weather's good. You know, there's a lot to it because uh, the, the players are just just happy to be able to play. Yeah, Gordon, Gordon, you co- you covered this game for a long time. You've been around and and seen kind of the the ins and outs and inner workings of college football. And and you asked, I I know you asked this question for a reason. In your experience, is there concern? You know, for for the the teams that are playing out west, that they will not be given an opportunity, uh, a legitimate opportunity. Maybe on paper an opportunity, but but the, the feel is this is my sense that that the history will show that they're not going to get a fair shot at it. That this is going to be dominated. By the East. Well, let me let me jump in, Gordon, yeah. because I know Gordon's going to disagree with my opinion. So okay. so we'll let we'll let Gordon go. They won't, and they shouldn't. I mean, they won't get consideration for the for the playoff, and they really shouldn't. Mm. I mean, if they're playing seven games and other teams are, are playing eleven, I mean, that's a lot of football that was that was not played on the field. I mean, how many? teams have we seen going into the last weeks in November that are undefeated or have a one loss that yeah. I mean look at Utah last year where they got so far in the year with that one loss and then they go and play Oregon and 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 lose and fall off the map I mean that's so much football yeah that that it's so many different how do you weigh you know Ohio State they win 10 well let's say they win 10 you know undefeated I don't know how many are on their schedule uh, but cur- or, or 11 how how do you compare that to somebody who's played seven in the Pac-12 you can't but what, what so it, I'm curious what do you what are you thinking Gordon's going to disagree with with what you just said Gordon th- let me go well you tell me Gordon you disagree well, wait a minute. I want to find out what you're anticipating that I'm going to say. <laughs> I, I think you you will think that they should have a shot. Well, this is always a tricky thing because in college football, and you guys all know this, that it is something of a beauty pageant. And people are guessing as to how good uh, teams are because it's so regionalized and so fractured in that way. I, this is what I, how I would answer it. Because that's the way it's structured, if one of those teams in the Pac-12 goes out and just absolutely dominates everybody else, I think it would be a shame for them not to be part of it uh, if they demonstrate that they're dominating everybody. 
and say, no, no, they played seven games instead of ten or something. I, that would be a shame because that's not the player's fault. But the evidence, it's not the player's the fault. The evidence is BYU playing in, in the, the Bowl Alliance era, playing in the Cotton Bowl and being left down. Utah playing in the Fiesta Bowl in the undefeated season, being left down. The, to, to me, the, the evidence that has been stacked up over the years is that even a very good team, a great team, and anybody that you talk to that was on that Utah team says we should have played USC and feels like they should have won a national championship there. But they, they got snubbed because they, they because of this regional dominance or perceived dominance for all of the, the, the leagues that are out in the East. Well, was it? Was it West or was it the, the well, smaller league? Well, it's not in the East. It's in the South. Well, South and the East. Yeah, yeah. so let's, let's get okay. that squared away. It's not the East. It's the South, you know. And, and first of all, the people that are on the committee, like I had a conversation with Barry Alvarez when I was back when Gary was at Wisconsin. And so we were, and he's, he was on the committee at that time for the selection committee. And I said, well, I said, how often do you meet? Well, they meet every week as to where each team stands. Mm-hmm. And I said, well, who's on the committee? So-and-so, so-and-so, so-and-so. I said, okay, so where, what leagues do they represent? You know, I mean, where, right. where's their affiliation? So you know right away, because Barry's on there, whoever the best team in, in the Big Ten is going to get – Getting a vote. Is going to get a – yeah. and, and, and at that time, Barry was pretty in, pretty influential on on what people are doing because of the respect people have him for him across the country as a coach and as a person and then i forget who was who was on it from the sec and then they had obviously had a person from the west yeah you know and but it seemed to me that that the sec and the and the big 10 or big 12 was was pretty well represented and i'll tell you what the sec has some awfully good looking i mean i coached in that league sure and they got some good looking players in that league i mean you know they look they look like they're supposed to look when they come out of their run and and uh, uh to be quite frank with you when i was at the usc ohio state game in the uh uh when they played down in, in Texas in that bowl game, there was no comparison in the ability of the two teams. And you watch them warm up, and you watch look at the bodies mm-hmm. of the of the players. No, there's no there's no no comparison. I mean, before the game even started, I said, "Which bodies are you going to take? Those bodies or those players?" Well, <laughs> I mean, I went I watched the SC offensive line warm up, and then I went down and watched the Ohio State defensive line warm up. I said, and I said, the quarterback. He's going out in Buckeyes. the draft after this game because he's going to get his ass kicked. <laughs> excuse, <laughs> me, excuse me. Excuse my language. But, Coach! And, and, Coach! And he, got it. We, we made it three shows before you dropped it. And I'm telling you what, the right guard from SC couldn't block you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, real quick, some breaking jazz news. And we've got to talk to Tom, of course. Uh, Adrian Wojnarowski reporting. Former New Orleans Pelicans general manager Del, Del Demps has agreed to join Utah Jazz as assistant coach, reuniting with Quinn Snyder, sources to uh, tell ESPN. So there you go. Well, I'm a little, little jazz news. Del Demps mm. coming aboard. They'll be 
fun to get to know a yeah, new we, assistant coach. Yeah, we lost a good one in Johnny Bryant. Yeah. Well, uh, I, I tell you what, Johnny Bryant was a good teacher. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, great, great reputation. Player, player developer. Yeah. The guy was the guy. So you talk to players that are that are around that organization, guys he worked with. Yeah, they, they, they love him. They they got and love. Alex, yeah. Alex Jensen too. Yeah. But Johnny, man, he was a special. He's guy. a good teacher. Yeah. He's a good teacher. All right, Tom is here. Hello, Tom. Thanks, thanks for having us. Hey, Coach, so you, so, you, so you had a good week last week. I have a good week every week just because my attitude is good. <laughs> well, yeah, well, well, attitude is about eighty-five percent of life. Amen. And the other 15% is uh, your attitude's going to control the outcome of how you feel, so you might as well make it positive. Yeah, there you go. I like it. Yeah. And, and hey, I went to a game, and I was noticing that the, the bodies that I liked best was my wife. <laughs> God bless your wife. Good call. Safe gonna, opinion. Good we're going to start out. Because hey, hey, I tell you what, that was a good statement because I hope she's listening. I hope so, too, because I might need a love seat tonight. <laughs> <laughs> well, I tell you what, you did really good with this this kid of yours. That, is he around here today? Where yeah, Clayton's around. Yeah, Clayton's here. Clayton. He's helping the customer. But but I tell you what, Clayton is such an outstanding young man, and the guy has done so many good things in his short life so far. We need to put it out there that he's he's not married, doesn't have a wife. Is 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 he LDS? He is. Okay, well, hey, how do you escape if you're LDS kid? Well, let me tell you, Clayton I, has a unique uh, resume. Yeah. He ran cross country and played soccer in college. Then he went to South America, played professionally. But then he got involved with the career, and he's been building his career. And so he, you know. Yeah. At least very little time when, when you're, you he's know, now doing looking, all the things that, that you're doing. For, for you to have, a, you know, a date here and there. Yeah, how do you date when yeah. half well, of your first life of all, is running the coast of uh, yeah. Peru? Yeah, picking, picking up garbage. So we we got to find, you know, if yeah. there's any yeah. eligible young ladies well, that can pass you, the Tom Curl interview. Well, all she got to do is go to the 25th Ward and the singles deal at 25th Ward. And I tell you what. You know, Coach, I was a bishop uh, of a singles ward at the U. Okay. And I had lots of girls that wanted to date him, but he was in South America. It was difficult. We'll figure it out. <laughs> we'll figure it out. So, Lama, you have any cousins? In the meantime, we'll I'm out there. I'm out there begging for somebody to come over here so I can get more. Do you still have? Do you still have these these pillows? I do. What's the deal on the pillows? We're going right to do now? the Alema deal, twenty four ninety nine instead of. Uh, I have one of those okay. pillows. I love the, I love these pillows. I, I, I like. You know, hey, guess like what? That, hey, that. he gave me one of those. What? Last year, man. Coach, I'll see if I can get one gifted, but I'm willing to buy one. I'm willing to buy. Uh, get another one of these pillows. Okay. I'm walking take out of here his, today with one of those. Take his credit card now, <laughs> because you know the guy. He could disappear on you. Hey, Mr. Mack's uh, sons called me and told me to make sure we get his credit card first. Yeah, yeah. I believe that. Hey, we're sitting on our deal today. I love this. We just got this in two colors. I mean, Coach, is that soft? Oh, yeah. Is that comfortable? I picked this out right away. This is power recline. Push a button, it's going to kick you back. It also has USBs. It also has a manual recliner. We're looking at, I'm going to describe it, a gray sectional with white baseball stitching i also have it I in black it. it is gorgeous and it's not twenty nine hundred dollars we're gonna do the boom of all booms 
you won't find this. You'll find it for thirty nine to twenty nine hundred bucks. We're gonna do it for nineteen ninety nine. What? All right. This, oh, it, this thing is amazing. I get excited I can't when I'm here, man, because this is a gorgeous piece right hey, here just, with the cup holders. It's modular, yeah. so you can move the cup holder from either side. Just bring your credit card out. Don't talk about it. I'm, I'm tired of you talking man, about coach, it. I've hey. always loved Coach. Now I understand why. <laughs> closer. He's a closer. All right, get down here. Take advantage of it. The hey, warehouse, Salt so, Lake, 1825 hey, South, hey, 300 I, West. Talk is cheap. Money is real. <laughs> the old saying. <laughs> Don't forget about also Uncle Clayton over there in Orem, 86 East University Parkway. More Big Show, Football Friday next, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. scheduled fewer as we we begin this but that doesn't necessarily mean we'll have few fewer and i think you know like i do and watching the landscape um you know teams are trying to play and they can i think university of houston has tried to start their season four or five weeks in a row and they just haven't been able to do it so we go into this uh, eyes wide open knowing that uh, we hope to get all those games in just like any other conference hopes to get all those games in but if it stays as is, which is the premise of your question, I do believe, uh, particularly if we have a really strong team, whether that's an undefeated team or, or maybe a one-loss type team uh, that wins our conference and the way our schedule will be laid out, I think that that team should absolutely be considered. But that's why we have a committee. Rick George is the Pac-12 representative on the playoff committee. Um, those are great people. They're smart people, and they're always kind of given the charge to, to, to bring forward the four best teams. So hopefully our team will, will uh, you know, have the qualities that those committee members look for. But I would be cautious to look at someone's schedule and just assume we all don't know how many games we're going to get in. Um, we'll just have to wait and see what happens. Mark Harlan right there, athletic director at uh, the University of uh, Utah. Welcome on back. Uh, it is the big show on a football Friday, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, Coach Mack, and Alema Harrington. Uh, let's continue our, our Pac-12 conversation, but go in a, a bit of a different direction. With seven games, uh, it looks like we're going to get the five divisional games, Coach, one crossover game. And then, of course, uh, they're going to play the title game, but also the rest of the teams are going to play, you know, kind of, uh, I guess, uh, uh, three versus four or the, the different yeah. places in the division, which is a cool concept. But what do you think about the way they've kind of come up with that and also counting the crossover game to who wins the, the division, which is interesting because that depends greatly on which crossover team you get. But right. what do you think about that idea? Well, I think it's, it's, it's what they've done is they've done – the best they can do with what they're doing, and I think it's good. You play all all of the teams on your side, and plus one crossover to be selected by whom? Right. Okay. Do they do they do it for a good matchup, or do they want to rig it to have a good team undefeated? Well, no, I think that they'll they'll probably pull it out of a hat or something. If, if who you're going to play on the crossover game, it won't be like SC won't necessarily get Oregon State or 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 say uh, uh, Utah won't necessarily get maybe a Washington State that's going into a new coaching thing. You know, what I mean, so what you worry about is if your crossover game was with Washington or Oregon, or because uh, Oregon has has a very good football team, and uh, and they uh, they appear to me to be the class of the from a recruiting standpoint. Uh, 
seem to be the class of, of, of the whole league. Gordon, what do you think about the way they, they're doing the schedule with the crossover and having that count to the division champion? Uh, I have no problem with that. I mean, they got to do what they can to uh, to pretty it up because so much of it is based on appearances. But, uh, you know, so what, what are we looking at here? Uh, the, essentially, they're saying that, what, the second-place team from the one side is going to play the second-place team from the other side? Is that I think what that's we're looking the idea, at? yeah. Yeah, and third and third and all that sort of thing. So, yeah, well, whatever. Uh, I think it's very important for whoever it is uh, for, for, for the team to be absolutely dominant in order for uh, to get the attention that you need because appearances are still important in college football, right? And in this particular case, the Pac-12 is hoping finally to have a team that is looks good all the way around so that they can get the attention that they're looking for. But that's why I think, the Alema, there's a, a controversy with a crossover game mm-hmm. because so to accomplish what Gordon's talking about, let's say you're USC or Oregon for that matter, but let's say you're USC and you've got to mop the floor with everybody in all seven games to get that attention of the playoff committee. I'd much rather play Washington State, to coach's point, yeah. where half the team left and they've got a new, uh, a new head coach than I would try to slog it out with Oregon, even though Oregon might be the better team. You've got to put seven blowouts on the on the resume. Here, here's the thing: is is that I think, and, and coach, you can speak to this as a head coach, being around player. I can speak to it as a, as a guy that played the game. Um, you don't you don't want to to have you know this great season uh, against you know, your opponents in 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 your division, and then oh, just give us you know uh, an easy you know crossover game. You want to play the best teams out there. And am, am I right, Coach? I, I think that the, the teams, their, their goal is if we're going to be dominant, we want to be legitimate dominant. We don't want, okay, you know, throw in an easy game at the end so we can keep our undefeated record going. Well, all I know is from experience of, of being in certain leagues, and I would ask, well, why are we scheduling this team? And they would say, well, we want to make sure that we win enough games to get to a good bowl game. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, this, so we want to ensure that we that we have a great shot to win at least eight games. So we're going to schedule two or three teams in there that we that we feel that we can that we should win. Yeah, but this is at this point, it's not this season is not about a good bowl game. Well, this season I, well, is about I, winning it all. That wasn't the question right. that was asked to yeah. begin with. So now this year is different, okay? So, for instance, there's going to be no team in the West that's going to dominate every game, and it's going to be a blowout because you, you, this is college football. you know. And so SC on paper has a really good football team. But let's say they get two or three entries. They got kind of a... I think a dysfunctional staff, my own opinion. Okay, so they're going to have some internal problems as they as they go as they go along. Okay, so they're going to be good, but they're not going to blow everybody yeah. out. So they're not going to be dominant. No, because they're because they're going to they're going to do some things to mess some things up, and. Uh, 
you know, I think Arizona State will be real competitive just because I think their head coach is real competitive and and they have a good quarterback. And I think I don't I don't I don't think Arizona will be very good. Colorado is a suspect because I don't think their defensive linemen are that good. Uh, you know, Oregon, Oregon, Washington will be. You know, Oregon will probably be on paper be really good. Washington will be good because they've always recruited well. They got a new head coach, so we'll see how that works. Oregon State probably not very good. Washington State probably not great. Uh, you know, Cal Berkeley will be okay, you know, but not great. Stanford, I think, has a pretty pretty decent team coming back, and I think they'll be they'll be a tough out for anybody probably. But you know, so it's going to be you know. We'll just have, have to wait and see. You know? So I got a question then for Mac. If a team is how much how much credibility do you put to a team that beats everybody by five four touchdowns? You know, something like that is is margin of victory uh, that big that much of an indicator for how good a team is? Well, what they do, what they, what's up, guys? So so uh, I think I think it. They look at that margin of victory absolutely because that's why you know a lot of coaches will will continue to even if they're ahead a couple of touchdowns they're going to continue to try to score to get their RPI up or whatever it is and and so you look like you're you know you're invincible but Utah won a bunch of games by quite a bit last year then they got into a game where they had to play a real team in mm-hmm. Oregon, and Oregon was kind of sporadic. They were up and down all year. One year they, one week they play a close game, next week they blow somebody out. But when it come down to duck cutting time, and and somebody started punching Utah back, then they didn't react really well to it, you know. And so uh, sometimes it helps you to be in 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 close games because it it prepares you for the really tough game when it comes up. All right, we'll have more coming up right around the corner. Stay tuned. It's a football Friday on the big show. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, Coach Mack, and Alem Harrington, of course. More straight ahead from the warehouse, 1825 uh, South, 300 West, here in Salt Lake on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Uh, band of the day today, Rit Momney, brought to you by Live Nation Concerts. Buy concert tickets and get the latest tour news and artist insight at LiveNation.com. Uh, live at the warehouse, it's Tom's son's band, by the way. 1825 South, 300 West. We'll have to ask Tom about that. By the way, the uh, the, the phrase that we were talking about off the air uh, that Gordon uh, thought had to do with the ship? Yeah. It does not. Yeah. Yeah. It, uh, wait a minute. It, it wait a minute. Not. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. What ship? What are you talking about? Wait. Oh. I don't know that we can depend on Google for all of our answers, but yeah. but in this oh, case, it, it would appear like well, no, Nick Gordon was sense. not no. correct. Hold, hold on a second. <laughs> I was just I was just repeating what we were told by somebody who had worked in uh, in that field in the shipbuilding field. Something like that. I mean, that's you what don't they know said. Anybody that works in the ship. Yeah, right. I agree with that. 
I agree with that one hundred percent. Yeah. No, it it has to do with what you think it has to yeah. do with. Wait, 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 holy shit. What are we oh, talking about? Wow. Holy shit, what Gordon, yeah. Gordon has just been using that particular phrase for a long, long time. Yeah. No, no, no. The, first, the first time I heard that phrase, it came from Greg Foster when he was playing for the Jazz. Right. And I thought that was kind of a funny thing to say. The old maritime veteran, Greg Foster. And, yeah, yeah, right. yeah, but wait, wait. Sure. And then I always thought that it was what we thought it was. Yeah. But then we had that, that one gentleman who had worked in that field. If you're out there, Mister whatever your name is, please call in. Sailor. I'd like some. I'd like some guidance on this. <laughs> yeah, but some is, people is might. Is nut cutting they, time have to do with the the nuts on a ship? No. Or, or does it have to do with the nuts <laughs> on mean, a bull? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think a, it has to do with castration. That's. I mean, that has always been my interpretation. That's why I was. I cringed a little bit. I, I mentioned that we off air. We had a high school coach in the post game interview make make uh make that reference and then coach mac uh very innocently in this last segment made that you know use that reference we got a bleeder <laughs> we got a what what was that a bleeder yeah hey, hey, a bleeder. Hey, so all about mary <laughs> oh, what mac, a great movie. movie by the way Hey, yeah. back, court, back, I got to tell you that the, the, there's only one of us on the show today who has actually eaten bull testicles, yeah. and it was Jake because Bowler and I made him do it. Remember that, Jake? Yes, that was I fun. do. I was tell hazed. tell tell what, Coach what, what that bull uh, what that bull <laughs> onion bull. tasted like. Uh, it, it wasn't good. Uh, it was it was kind of rubbery, a little chewy. <laughs> why? why then, then why is it such a delicate? Why do people? You know, why why would you? Well, now now here's the thing. This was uh, this was a promotion that we were doing yeah. in, in connection with the Rocky Mountain Review. Remember, you know, the oh, old so Rocky, Rocky Mountain, Mountain Oysters. Rocky Mountain Oysters. And so they decided though to do bull testicles instead of traditionally sheep testicles, which are Rocky Mountain Oysters. And yeah. Let me tell you what. It's a how's the best way to put this. <laughs> It's a it big a meal. Yeah. It's a, a big meal. Yeah, it's a it's a well, it's a big meal. But they had a chef do it and yeah. everything, like uh, do it all up right. And I don't know, I couldn't well, get over well, what I was well, actually Jake, eating. Well, Jake, because you were a young person, uh huh. So you were kind of the guy that they said, "Hey, Jake, yeah, we'll try make, it out. We'll make try Jake, it out, we'll make Jake. Jake Give it a go." Figured, they figured. They figured. Hey, this kid's trying to work his way up in the <laughs> Right. He'll do anything. So we went from me cringing about just the mention of that to a whole segment now about <laughs> about it. Yeah. It's, it's like right. this is a, just a whole cringe-worthy segment. Correct. Yeah. The whole thing. 100% of it. Hey, I tell you what, we got I don't, I don't know how we got off on that. Uh, I do. But with that in mind, BYU uh opener has a home opener. Yeah. Okay, well, great, yes, great yes. balls of fire. I don't know what just happened there. <laughs> you had to interrupt my tease for that. Gordon. Yeah. Gordon. Uh, Gordon. I, I, got, I got a question for you, Gordon. Oh, no. Should we keep it off air? No, no it's on air. Yeah? On okay. air. Are you sure? Okay, right. now, Gordon, remember yeah. when we played Utah State up there and the guy tried to cast away? Yes. Yes. I remember that game. And, you know, nobody cared. Nobody cared. I mean, I mean, they, and so I talked to this kid later on, the yeah. kid that, 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 the twister, the twister. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I said, what were you doing? He said, he said, it's like castrating a cow. And I said, 
Yeah, and we're trying to do it so we can slow him down. Yeah. And that's what they do. How is that appropriate? How, how, do, is, how, do, it, how do you, in your mind, think, you know, this, first is, of a, all, this is okay? First of all, it's inappropriate yeah. and it's wrong. Yes. And oh, but, you know, my own administration wouldn't do anything about it. And the people at Utah State acted like, like nothing yeah. ever happened. It's like, well, this happens up north all the time. Well, the they, just, they just didn't. They just didn't. <laughs> I said, who would teach their kid to do something yeah. like that? And and they, it was like, they just they just ignored it. Yeah. And a little bit, they did a little bit on the press here. But I'll tell you what, you'd have seen him in the shower yeah. afterwards, and he came in and he, he said, Coach, look at this. And then, and then he, uh, Chris called the guy out after the game. <laughs> he said, hey, I'm going to get that SOB. Yeah. And he went after the guy, and the guy cowered and left. Mm-hmm. But, but, uh, I but remember it, that. I remember that vividly, Mac. I remember we all – we did make a big deal out of it. In fact, that was the first yeah. time I ever used that phrase, great, great balls right. of fire, right. um, that in that case being sort of right. funny about it. But there wasn't anything funny about it, really. No, I, I mean, it that, was, that, is, that, that was, that's just cheap. It that was takes one of, great balls It of was fire. one of the yeah. worst things <laughs> – that I've ever seen done yeah. in a college football game. Yeah, and you know they. There's a lot of stuff that goes on in the pile. Like there's, you know, there's there's spinning going on, and there's there there there's a lot of grabbing and punching, and Elbows. even some pinching, but not there. That's bad. No, yeah, no, that was, and it was an intentional thing. Yeah, and uh, yeah, should should have been should have been addressed, and, and actually there should have been some sort of. But no, nothing was ever, yeah. you know, no. it, it's, it's just reminded kind of, me of uh, Tyson. Biting, yeah, holy field, yeah. Wow, yeah. Uh, we're at the warehouse, by the way. Uh, Tom on with us now. Desperation brings stupid moves. Yes, but but yeah, so it was uh, it was not good, not yeah. good at all. Desperation, stupid moves, or great deals. Kaboom! <laughs> it's just boom. Hey, boom. no kaboom. No, I, some of these do, Jake, like this. Jake is don't ruin the brand. Yeah, this is the, well, Jake. Jake is the one to witness. Um, we opened up here about a month ago, and we were very sparsely filled. Yeah. And so for a variety of reasons, we have we have gone to work, and now we are brimming. Uh, I've got so much stuff. I've got literally coached six trucks this week coming. I've got a truck backed up at my door. I can't even unload it until we move stuff to make room to well, unload you it. You know what? I almost parked in that spot. You know. And then I said, "No, this is where where Tom brings his stuff in." All I I, I was going to delay yeah. this, so I moved my car way down at the other. Plus, end. you saw that I already I, I had already parked there. <laughs> you parked. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, this might be a good time to let you know I, I parked I illegally over on the side over here. Tom. <laughs> no, that's okay. Just so those, you know. those stalls are yeah. okay. I would For describe. Coach, you park right up front anytime. Yeah, oh, okay. I would describe this as a robust inventory. Well, let me tell you. So what we have to do is we have to give some deals that are unprecedented today. But I got to tell you a story. I've had two customers today buy adjustable beds, and both of them are <laughs> digit owners. Are they what owners? There's a there's a company that sells yeah. beds out there, okay. and I call them the digit. Oh, digit. Ah, yes. Yeah. Uh-huh. Go ahead and select whichever digit you want. Right. <laughs> You get the, you get the uh, idea. This customer came in last week. He's one of your friends, Coach. Okay. He bought a coat. He bought a bed today, and I'm telling you, they were looking at eight thousand to a ten thousand dollar package. I sold him a package yeah. for twenty six 
hundred dollars, which is a nicer mattress. Yeah. And basically, the same manufacturer makes the adjustable base. Hmm. Yeah. If you are looking for an adjustable bed, if you've been thinking about it, do not put it off another week, because this will be the last today and tomorrow are the last two days I can do the setup for fifty bucks. Um, we have to raise that price because it. it we Clayton, can't Clayton, cover Clayton's it working because too much. what's happened to the price? <laughs> what's happened to the price of bases? Yeah, and mattresses. Right. There's an inventory shortage everywhere in our industry, but nowhere more felt than mattresses and adjustable beds because nobody made anything for 120 days. I have stuff that I bought in May that's now just barely showing up. Wow. Well, you've got it. I've got it. So don't put it off. So we're going to do two quick boom deals. Yeah. I'm, I have 71 queen head-up adjustable bases. I just counted them this morning. I have 71. When they're gone, the price is double. So we're going to do a 599, and I have a bed that's incredible. Gel-infused memory foam or gel-infused hybrid. I'll do the whole package, including the motorized adjustable bed, 599 bucks. If you buy it this weekend, we'll deliver it and set it up the last two days for $50. Okay, so what's the gel What's the gel inserted? What's that mean? Memory foam has some incredible properties of cradling your body. Okay. But because it cradles it so perfectly, there's no airflow, and they oh. sleep hot. Okay. So they put gel into the memory foam to infuse it, okay. and it makes it sleep cooler. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Okay. And then the next thing that the industry's done, they put springs underneath, and they call it a hybrid. So you get the benefits of memory foam on top, but you get the push of a spring, but air flows underneath, so it also sleeps cooler. Best of all worlds. And i got to do a shout-out. Go ahead. Evan Heredia, the best receiver at Murray High School. Okay. <laughs> oh, yeah, the connection. Vidal's right. son. Yeah. Uh, you know, Vidal paid me $28 for that. $28. Shout out. That's a deal on this station right here. I'll tell you what, you got a bargain. Come down here yeah. and you might meet the world-famous Vidal. I mean, if, if you're so lucky. All right, he'll take good care of you. Just right don't on. ask him to sing. Just and ask me it. to show you the picture of Vidal. It's beautiful. All right. <laughs> All right, more coming up next. 1825 <laughs> South, 300 West. We're at the warehouse. Don't forget about their Orem location. 86 East University Parkway. More with the coach and a lemma. Of course, Gordon as well, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.